Hello and welcome back to Strange Days where we're looking at our emotional and spiritual health and recognizing that speed and pace and being overly busy is 100% detrimental to our well-being. And we've looked at a lot of the symptoms of hurry sickness and how hustle and bustle is incompatible with uh, many of the things that Jesus calls us to, you know, namely love, joy, and peace, but no doubt a, a whole bunch of others as well. And so speed damages us in a lot of ways, but primarily the number one way speed and hurry hurts us is in what Pete Scazzaro calls the, the loss of loving union. Now that term uh, didn't originate with him, uh, but the, the big idea is that it's the concept of lovingly allowing God full access to your life. Okay, so it's the concept of being with God and knowing God. It's not the first time we've sort of chatted about these things at all, but um, it, this is a sort of the phrase that he uses. And if you think about it, that's kind of the core of our lives, really, or at least it, sh it, it should be. Um, and let me just back it up a little bit here and show us the, the danger of living a life without God. And I'm not talking about um, people who don't consider themselves Christ followers. Um, I'm talking about um, us as, as Christians. Uh, you know, we often don't think we're guilty of this, but we can totally do things for God, yet without God. And, um, uh, you know, it's, I'm going to read us a few passages here from the Bible. Some are overtly clearly speaking uh, about it. Others, um, the examples, you know, very well might be someone who's certainly not a Christian trying to do things in Jesus' name and, and the lack of fruit of that. But they all illustrate this the same point. And so uh, read Matthew 7 with me, Matthew 7, 21 to 23. <clears throat> not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. I mean, that is very strong language. Workers of lawlessness, people who were casting out demons in the name of Jesus and prophesying in the name of Jesus are called workers of lawlessness. What Jesus is talking about here when he says, I never knew you, um, by knowing, he's not meaning, you know, head knowledge, like knowing how to count to 10 or what the name of the president of Liberia is. No, we're talking about experiential knowledge, a deep, intimate knowing, like when the Bible talks about Adam knowing Eve. It's a holistic knowing. It's a union of love. It's loving union, which is where Pete Scazzaro gets that language from. It's the same thing that Jesus talks about in John 15. You read John 15, verse 4. Jesus is, is, is talking, and it's a classic verse. We've probably even mentioned it in this podcast before. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you bear fruit unless you abide in me. It's the same concept that Jesus is talking about. Uh, Jonathan Edwards, a lot of you might know him. John Piper is a massive Jonathan Edwards fan, probably one of his uh, big heroes and the people that he studied a lot. And he was a, a pastor and a theologian from the 18th century, uh, very involved in spearheading um, God's great awakening at that time. Um, and he wrote about how often in Scripture um, we see people who do things for God without having a life with God. And, he, you know, he, he went through characters such as uh, Balaam in the Old Testament, uh, Judas Iscariot, obviously, 
King Saul, all engaged in what was definitely to be considered effective work for God by their communities around them at the time, yet without actually having an authentic connection to him, either in general or, uh, you know, in a certain season. And Jonathan Edwards concluded that the only mark of genuine spiritual maturity, which is obviously what you and I are after, and the only mark of genuine ministry effectiveness is the outworking of agape, which is one of the words used uh, of love. And that's the sort of self-giving, sacrificial love for God and for others. And so our, our ministries, our personal ministries, our leadership, if that's you, um, whatever it may be, um, it could look like it's really flourishing on the outside. But, but this is the true test. This love for God, this love for others is the true test that, that our ministries and our lives will actually truly be judged on. And I think we would all agree with this in many ways, right? Um, none of us are saying, no, I think that's rubbish. I think we all, when we hear that, think, yeah, I, I think that's right. And yet, at the same time, we all still struggle to see it happen in our own lives a lot of the time. And myself and uh, many others would argue um, this is because we, we simply don't give it the time it needs. We don't spend time investing in our loving union. We've got too many other things going on. We're held captive by, you know, the tyranny of the urgent running around from one thing to the next. And as I've said before, often it's good things. Often it's 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 godly work. It's it's ministry being done without the power and union of God. And so loving union with God is what we need most in life. And as we said earlier in the podcast, hurry is the great spiritual enemy in our day, probably because it stops us from having this loving union. That's one of the, the great um, sort of d- demonic works of hurry is that it robs us of time with God. And so here's Pete Scazzaro's question for us all to, to wrestle with as we consider our lives and this topic. Okay, I get this from his book, The Emotionally Healthy Leader, which we're sort of going through here. He says this, he asks this, in what ways does my current pace of life, and I would add in here, all my pre-COVID pace of life, for us to think about, enhance or diminish my ability to allow God's will and presence full scope in my life? Let me just read it one more time, and maybe you can jot it down. In what ways does my current pace or my pre-COVID pace of life enhance or diminish my ability to allow God's will and presence full scope in my life? See, if we do things out of sync with God, reacting, you know, out of a life that is not in loving union with Him and having a life actually that's characterized by all the symptoms of hurry sickness that we've uh, gone through previously, we might pay a massive price. All right, think of Moses in the book of Numbers. Out of frustration for a whole number of reasons, he strikes the rock with his staff when he's meant to uh, speak to it for water to come out. Okay, he does something in order to actually help his people but it's not what and how God told him to do it. And what happens? Moses forfeits the opportunity to go into the promised land with the people. That's a, it's a tragic story. Okay, I think of the seven sons of Sceva in uh, Ephesus uh, in, 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 in the book of Acts, where a bunch of them try to use the name of Jesus in order to cast out demons but they themselves actually aren't believers. They don't have any faith in Jesus. And what happens is they end up getting beaten and stripped naked by the demon-possessed man. And these are just two stories at the tip of the iceberg. And the, the point is we need to slow down. We can't run ahead of God. We can't try and do 
anything really without God. And we're all guilty of it. Christian leaders, myself included, are often the worst. And so that's why we need to get ruthless and eliminate hurry. Dallas Willard was probably 100% right when he made that claim 25 years ago. John Marcoma was probably very right to write his book. We need to ruthlessly eliminate hurry. And to do that, that's going to actually require a massive, radical reworking of our lives and a radical shift um, in the way we we do even simple things. So we're going to get very practical in part six. Okay, this is part four we're on now. But in the next episode, what I want us to do is simply to look at one or two examples from the life of Jesus, just to be inspired by him and see the sort of fruit of a life lived at the pace of Jesus with his light burden, his easy yoke that he invites us into. And then we'll, we'll get very practical for the last two episodes of this season. So Father, thank you for allowing us this time to do this hard work, God, for us to slowly but surely consider the effects and the ramifications of a life of speed and hurry. God, I pray that you would continue to chip away at our hearts, where there's hardness in our hearts still around this topic, God. I pray that you would continue to work, God. And God, you would would start to (coughs) not allow fear to drive us, but to allow uh, a realization of our desperate need of you, of the beautiful fruit that can come from a life lived in, in the pace of Jesus, God. And I pray that we would see that in the next episode, God. But I pray for today, God, that you would help us to go uh, back into our, our quiet space with you and ask ourselves um, that question that, that Pete Scazzera asked us to ask ourselves. What, how does our current way of life enhance or diminish our ability to get good time with you, God? Let that, let that question um, be a question that we ask with you in the presence of you in the next day, God. Amen.